Welcome to Real Estate Hackers, where you'll hear how real estate investors grew something from nothing. Property management is going to become more tech. Our entire business today is based off of a hack. What if you could put $1,000 into an apartment building project on your phone? With YouTube, with podcasts, you can catch up very quickly to a seasoned investor. Now here's your real estate hacker host, Chad Gallagher. I am beyond excited. We've got Jason Dubnik in the house. Jason is a... Uh, an accountant, but what makes him really unique, I think, is he's also a real estate investor. And for folks who are into real estate investing, to be able to talk about their accounting with someone who actually walks the walk, uh, I just think is like a game changer. So uh, thanks so much for joining us here today, Jason. Absolutely. Kind of explain how your accounting and your investing have helped, you know, each other, maybe, sure. uh, if they have. Sure, sure, Chad. So I can tell you, you know, how I really got started uh, in both. When I when I uh, first started as an accountant, I I actually uh, just coincidentally started working with a lot of real estate investors. And uh, what really uh, you know kind of hit me is is how how incredible the tax laws work uh, for real estate investors and all those uh, and all the uh, how they compare to you know generally really any other type of business and the the advantages that real estate investing provides. And that's actually what got me started in real estate investing because I was in impressed with, you know, my clients and, and seeing how well they were doing and how they were building their businesses and building equity and building revenue really all while paying, you know, very little taxes in the process. And so that's really what got me started also as a real estate investor is, and, uh, and my businesses basically grew together, um, after that. That's awesome. So, that is awesome. So you're, you're, you're literally as an accountant looking at the benefits saying what, like, man, what am I doing? Right. Why, why am I right. not taking advantage of this? Then you start taking advantage. And I, I imagine if there's back and forth, right. Some of the investors you probably started working with also gave you some good advice. I'm sure along the way. Sure. Sure. I mean, listen, when you, when you use the term real estate investing, it's a, it's, it's obviously, it's a very broad term and uh, you can be a uh, landlord. I mean, you can deal with commercial properties, you can fix and flip, you can be a wholesaler. So just using the term real estate investor, obviously there's so much more to it. And uh, right. you know, when I got involved myself with just meeting, meeting one real estate investor and meeting other real estate investors, and it really just introduced me to the whole gamut of That's all awesome. the different types of investing and how the tax implications of every different type of investing really does change. And so to say that, uh, you know, like uh, uh, all the tax, all the strategies are not the same uh, regardless of, you know, what, what type of investor you are. So you really have to have to learn about all the different types and realize that there's different strategies that you can utilize That's for each. That's great. Do, do, you, do you focus on a certain kind of investing? Uh, I would say the majority of my clients really do are, are, are buy and hold investors uh, for long-term, you know, capital gains. Yeah. Uh, but and, then, and do you focus on something yourself on your own investing? Uh, that, that, that's pretty much where I am. I, okay. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm in the long term, you know, building equity, and really the tax laws are uh, are most in favor of those buy and hold long-term type of strategies. So, but uh, but I am personally, you know, I have uh, been involved in fix and flips. And some whole pro wholesale projects as well. So wow. I, I am, like I said, I've I practiced what I preach. That's and, awesome. And, uh, that is awesome, Jason. So. Man, I'm so pumped. Uh, this is great. So, yeah. So we were talking earlier about uh, one of the major changes this year to the opportunity zones, and I, you know, I've I've read a lot about it, but to be honest, I feel like I've read a lot about it from folks who necessarily aren't uh, living in this world every day. You know, if you could describe to people what what are the key things to know about opportunity zones and maybe why it might make sense for them to invest in an opportunity zone 
going forward? Sure, sure. So, so the opportunity zone is is part of the new tax laws that were recently passed this year, and actually only really finalized in the last few months. Um, so, if you, you you haven't heard about it until now, it's actually not that uncommon because again, it was something that was part of the initial uh, package that was passed about a year ago. But again, all the details really didn't actually come through, and the, where the actual locations were of the opportunity zones only recently became public. But essentially, what so uh, it. It, there are certain opportunity zones in every state in America and wherever you live, you can actually Google uh, opportunity zone in your state and you'll find a map uh, that will show you certain uh, counties and towns and actually even block by block locations of where which properties qualify for the opportunity zone. But generally, it's either they're low income, rural type areas. And and the idea behind the opportunity zones, it was it was a government's way of essentially uh, encouraging investment in certain areas that maybe people weren't investing in before. Yeah. And um, really the idea is that, you know, you mostly buy, lower income. Is that it's, fair? it's generally lower income, but it doesn't, uh, like I said, it's really more of a de- depressed type areas. Okay. But uh, again, it's, it's block by block. And, and, and it was the governors in each state that actually determined these locations. So, um, you know, in particular, the, the, t- the town that my office is in, I mean, it's, there's uh, you know, across the street is an opportunity zone and uh, you know, across the, you know, the other street is, is not. So it's actually, <laughs> wow. you know, I couldn't tell you how they came up with so certain not, areas. So it's not by borough or city. It's literally correct. I mean, there, listen. There's certain there's certain towns that you just you won't have any pockets of opportunity zones, and then there's certain towns that you will have a lot. But like I said, it's not just you, you know if you see it in a certain town, it doesn't mean the whole town qualifies. Right. So you still have to then you right. know do your homework and make sure that if you are investing in it, find something specifically in that opportunity zone. And and it's it's very easy to find um, through the through the each state's website. They will be very specific on what qualifies. That's awesome. So and so okay. So let's say I find a property in an opportunity zone. And I'm trying to decide if it makes sense for me or not. Uh, what uh, you know? What are some of the the benefits? And then maybe why why would I be thinking about making that kind of an investment? Sure. So there, there's really two uh, there's two tax advantages. There's two, there's two rather there's two opportunities that have that have been created with this new uh, opportunity zone. So the first is when you purchase a property in an opportunity zone, uh, there is a requirement that you improve the property uh, after purchasing. So it's not the idea of just buying something in that area and then just waiting for everybody else around you to improve it and then benefit from that. So you do actually have to improve the property that you purchase. But uh, the law actually states that if you hold this property for at least 10 years upon your sale, there are no capital gains. So it's completely tax-free, any gains you generate from the sale. It's a phenomenal and very unique opportunity that really doesn't exist anywhere outside of maybe primary residences. But there's no such um, uh, exclusion like this for any type of uh, investment property. Uh, The second opportunity has been created is is where do you get the money to invest in these opportunity zones? So um, the the, the law allows you to sell any other type of uh, asset where you're sitting on some type of a gain. So whether it be another piece of property or stocks, um, and really any kind of ta- capital gain you can generate that you normally otherwise would have paid taxes on, if you roll those profits into the Opportunity Zone project, you can defer these taxes for up to eight years. And depending on how long you hold that project, you can actually then uh, even slightly defer the amount of taxes you'll pay. You won't eliminate those capital gains. So those capital gains you ultimately will have to pay taxes on, but you can actually reduce them and most importantly, defer them for up to eight years. So it really is a great opportunity to one, defer taxes that you otherwise would have paid today. And secondly, uh, you know, if you invest in a project uh, that you can hold on to for long term, you will completely eliminate the taxes on that project down the road. 
So that's awesome. I mean, so it's and I, I imagine you also still get all the other tax benefits that come with real estate, right? So Correct. it doesn't wipe those out. It's not just, not at all. These are really the capital gain is just the the taxes that you would have paid at the absolute end of the project. So any deductions that you would have taken through the life of this project, you're, you're still, still entitled pay. to them. Nothing changes with any of those. It's just if you can hang on for 10 years and you sell it, there is no capital gains. Wow. So that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, potentially a pretty huge savings there, right? I mean, Absolutely. I mean, yeah. we're talking about um, uh, one, I mean, you figure appreciation and the holding period of 10 years. So that, that in and of itself, and the idea that if this, if this, uh, if this strategy works the way the government's intending to, and you take these opportunity zones and everybody around you starts improving all their properties as well, it really does create a unique opportunities that the whole area starts appreciating right. and, and you could all benefit from right. that. And that's opposed to normally you'd be looking at 20%. Is that right? Is it normal capital gains percentage? Sure. Sure. So, so capital gains rate is fifteen percent. However, if you're in the largest, if you're in the highest tax bracket, it'll kick up to twenty percent. Okay, so fifteen to twenty. Yeah, there there is also a Medicare surcharge that'll kick in, which <laughs> so another three percent. So, okay. but yes, anywhere from you know, call it fifteen to twenty five percent potentially you could be paying. So, wow. Yeah, that's uh, that's awesome, Jason. That's that's the most uh, simplistic explanation I've heard of opportunity zones. That both makes sense of why someone would use it. Some really good gains on top. Um, that's great. Uh, let me see. So the other thing I wanted to ask was, you know, when, when you when you meet investors, uh, is there something that, that you find that's going to be helpful for you since you are an investor and an accountant that maybe you are able to work with investors in a little different way or maybe you understand something a little bit better uh, that, that maybe just an accountant who doesn't actually invest in real estate mm -hmm. themselves, maybe they struggle with uh, – Sure. So, so what I can say is, I guess how we started this uh, this conversation was talking about how there are many different types of real estate investors, and I run across quite a few people that they don't just do one or the other, and they'll do uh, they have buy and hold properties. Sometimes they'll occasionally decide they want to flip some, and and really it's it's having the understanding of how the different tax implications of all those types of investing work. You know, really helps gear towards so that it's not just a one size fits all strategy for an investor. Because again, most most investors that I've run across, they they really will. You you know, get, get involved in all different types. And just because you found a property today that you decided you may want to uh, hold it for long term, maybe circumstances have changed or somebody made you a great offer and you want to sell. And uh, again, it's you, you really have to look at each of those situations uniquely um, and figure out how would you handle this? Because there is some opportunity um, to to really save save taxes on every project you're working on. So that that's what I would say is that really just having a, you know, a, a wide understanding of all the different types of real estate investing and the tax implications of each one, you know, really would help, um, you know, an investor that also yeah. involves, is involved I mean, in different sense, types. Right? I mean, I guess some people probably want to get into real estate for tax savings, but I mean, man, real estate, there's a lot you can do. Absolutely. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, flipping properties compared to investing in opportunity zones for buy and hold or wholesaling or being a real estate agent. I mean, these are, sure. you know, I mean, some of these things you're actually paying normal income if you're a real estate agent, Absolutely. right? So Absolutely. totally depends. Um, well, that's great. Uh, awesome having you here, Jason. Uh, I guess just to kind of wrap this here, uh, how, how should people get in touch with you? I mean, I know, honestly, as a real estate investor myself, I was super interested. I was saying, hey, we should, we should probably talk some more. Um, just to, it'd be interesting to work with an investor, work with an accountant who, who knows this world and kind of knows the lingo. Uh, how, how do people re sure. get, get in touch with you? 
Great. So yeah, I'll give you uh, the website's the easy, the best way to do it. It is dubnickcpa.com and that's D-U-B-N-I-K-C-P-A.com. You can actually go to the website. You'll see some information about the services we offer, all the accountants that are at the firm and uh, easiest way to uh, reach out, get a hold of us and um, happy to discuss your uh, situations. Awesome. And you work with people, I guess, all over the country. Do you, do you focus in certain areas? I know you're local to New Jersey sure. here. Sure. So we are we are based out of central New Jersey, but we have clients all over the country. Um, you know, really, the you know, uh, the federal tax laws, they don't care where you live. So right. that's, you know, that's that's the biggest bulk of it. And uh, and no, there's really no complication at all with uh, with being in a different state. So we try to handle, you know, use technology as best as we can to uh, to make this make the process as efficient as possible. So it really doesn't matter where you live, especially in awesome. this day and age, though. I love it, Jason. Hey, thanks so much for joining us. And I, I really do think you guys should uh, reach out if you're looking for an accountant who also knows uh, real estate because he invests in real estate. So thanks so much. This thanks for having me. So that's our episode of Real Estate Hackers. Thanks for joining us in your real estate investing journey. We come out with fresh new episodes weekly. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. And if you would, let your fellow investors know about us. Also, if you've ever hacked or found a unique solution to an issue in the real estate space, hit me up. We may even share your real estate hack on a future episode. Check out our site at realestatehackers.com, on Instagram, at realestatehackers, or email me directly at chad at realestatehackers.com. Real Estate Hackers is an on-air brands production. Huge thanks and shout out to Eric and the team at On Air Brands. Be sure to check them out at onairbrands.com. This is Chad Gallagher, your host of Real Estate Hackers. Hope to see you at our next meetup or live event. And who knows, you may even be the next guest hacker on our show. See you soon.